I feel like this has definitely been a recurring theme lately too. I've been having like a lot of homies that are doing shit together yeah. now later on in years yeah. that have known each other for a minute. Yeah, it took like a little minute till we realized like, damn, we all just want to fucking create, bro. But right. yeah, I so, met this nigga in gym yeah. class. I was like, because he's like a lonely ass looking nigga. I was. I'm not with <laughs> that ass. He was. And I'm like, shit. I was. I'm like a person that's like not a, afraid to like confront shit. And I was just like, bro. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let me step out real quick. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Take care. That's my first time to hear him cry. We broke him. But yeah, um, this man was looking lonely, bro. And I was like, bro, why you look like Kid Cudi, bro? <laughs> oh, 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 lonely stoner ass niggas. And then that's literally just how it, that's how we became friends, bro. It's oh, crazy. Shit. It's crazy as fuck. We're so happy that you downloaded. <laughs> Yo, 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 what's going on out there, world? How we doing and shit? Welcome to Steezy's Trap House. This is a show number 208. We out in this bitch. Whew. Put a good few many in the in the grave. <laughs> got a got a couple episodes under our belt. Just, just a tad. Yeah, we out here. We out here doing a damn thing. This is your boy Steezy. It is a beautiful Tuesday. Usually we don't do shows on Tuesday, but we just had to get this one done just because there's some some pressing pressing issues in the future. So we had to get this shit done pronto. You already know. Uh, Corn Dog's not here because Corn Dog is in Puerto Rico, the homeland. She out there doing the damn thing, chilling with the fam and whatnot. And I am here winning the bacon and holding down the house and feeding the cats, basically. So it's just your boy chilling and yeah, all that good shit. Cross from me in studio, first time. Been trying to get this homie in for a little bit, and uh, we we finally got him here. Finally, and it's crazy too that we finally got him here because he he won't be with us for long. We have the homie, the man, the myth, the legend. We've got Arlindo Pacheco representing the No Escape Studios in this bitch. Gang, why you gotta hype me up like that, bro? <laughs> I'm nobody. I'm nobody. We got to, yo. I gotta, I gotta put on for those putting on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just take the hype, wash yourself in it, accept it, bathe in it. Word. Exactly. I, I'm do. I'm trying to do better with that. I'm trying to do better with that. Exactly. Yo, thanks for having me. Hey, yeah. no worries, man. Like I said before, too, you can get even closer to that thing. Yo. Yes. Yo. All right. Cool. Yes, most definitely. Go ahead and do your shout-outs, social medias, all that stuff where people can find content, merch, anything along those lines, please, sir. Um, I'll just I'll just keep it to no escape because I don't want to be giving out too many different social media handles and shit. But like, yeah, no escape studios on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, noescapeworld.com. That's when you can find all the work and everything that I'm up to, pretty much. That's it. No escape. Yes, indeed. Oh, spell that out, too, for people at home, just yeah. because they they, yeah, they might no, not know. No, N-O-X-C-A-P-E. Noescape. So, a little tricky, but we get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's for the it's it's you know it's for the it's for the smarter. Right, I gotta people. challenge you. I gotta challenge you a little bit. It's yeah. for the smarter people, most definitely. <laughs> yes, uh, you can find the show social media, Twitter at Steezy Trap House, Instagram at STH Show, Facebook like that shit, like the page. Join our Facebook group STH Show. All kinds of discussion and whatnot. The hot topic of today is the Robert Glasper accusations of Lauren Hill and her. Uh, this man called her out for saying that. She basically stole, like, most of the miseducation of Lauryn Hill, like, Grammy yeah. Award-winning album. Like, basically stole that from other artists. So, I didn't I didn't see that, bro. I'm going to keep it a stack. It's like, woo, woo, <laughs> hefty accusations, because, I mean, that album is a fucking yeah, classic. classic, classic. So, I don't, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's, we'll see. Exactly. So, yeah, anyways, yeah, like the Facebook group or like the facebook page join the facebook group you can find all those types of discussions over there find the uh, find the show download subscribe google play apple podcast stitcher leave us a five-star review while you are there we would appreciate that shit more than you know Mm -hmm. you can also use our amazon link if you'd like to support the show without even thinking about it just bookmark our amazon link in your browser anytime you buy anything on amazon they kick us a couple bucks back and it don't cost you anything extra to do so so just buy the shit you're already gonna buy use our link and they give us money that's pretty much it pretty fucking win-win exactly exactly you're gonna buy shit on amazon anyways (laughs) like it's gonna happen facts i'm just saying yeah and yes, Deezy's Trap House at gmail.com. If you have any questions for the show, excuse me, if you'd like to send in any voice notes, voice messages for the show that you can send in from your phone, email them to us, Steezy's Trap House at gmail.com. And you can also use that email if you'd like any free stickers. I will ship them over to you if you send me your address. Faux free. Booyah. Done, son. My dude, what's good? Yo, what up? How was your uh, Tuesday, by the way? I'm a, I'm a little lit right now. I just got off a of company happy hour, so I just strolled on over here. Ah, so. I understand. Yeah, so yeah, this yeah. is the this is the the power down mode. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. It's so a, it's a good Tuesday. So sobering hour for a little <laughs> bit. I was wondering. Yeah. I was wondering. Okay, so how does this fucking company happy hour thing work? Because I don't have a company happy hour. Nah, you never had one of those. No, what, is this like a regular thing? Yeah, like um, in my company, bro, it's. Like it's like a fraternity, low key. It's like, oh Jesus! Like you think of college <laughs> frats, like that's how it is. Like, it's not your typical like day job. Like we play basketball in the office and like. Okay, I don't it, do that. Yeah, mad high energy and shit. So we, yeah, we get like happy hours once in a how while. How the fuck is this <laughs> happening, yo? Like I don't understand. Like, yeah. This is not this is not a thing for me. You're <laughs> kind of blowing my fucking mind right now. I'm wishing that I was playing basketball and dunking on niggas each yeah. every day, but you yep. know. Apparently that's not a thing. So I live an alternative life out yeah. here. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Where are you from originally? Might I ask? I'm from Brazil, bro. I was born in, in Rio. I moved here with my parents when I was six. Okay. Uh, I've been in Orlando since then, pretty much. I was gonna ask yeah. most definitely because I've I've definitely seen you know you flying the flags and shit yeah, yeah. during the World <laughs> Cup. I saw <laughs> had you to, had definitely to. flying the flags then. What happened with your boys? I gotta ask. What what happened? Man. I think we beat ourselves, if you want me to be honest. Fair enough. Yeah, I think it was just one of those... The Brazil tends to do that. They tend to underplay against their... Or play down to their competition. Yes. And, and you know, played a good team and lost. Yeah, man. That was it. I mean, to, to be fair, you know, I mean, that World Cup was just absolutely crazy. Yeah. I mean... I think it was the most exciting one I've seen in a while. Oh, yeah. That's... Yo, hands down. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, for me, I think it was probably the most exciting one I've, I've seen since either... 
2002 or 2006. Yeah. Like yeah. the and in 2002, you know, that was like Brazil's like fucking year. That yeah, was that their, was it. That was their shit. And I remember being a little like kid watching that shit. So like, I always hold on to that. And every World Cup, I'm like, this is it. This is it. We're gonna do it again. I'm like, this is not the same team though. You know, like yep. it's a different era. People exactly. don't play as. You know, you had you had some of the greatest of all time on that 2002 squad and. And they gelled too. That was the crazy thing. They played hard, which is it's it's crazy for people who don't like because uh, we were in America, you know. So it, yeah. you know, football's not the most important thing here, yeah. which is crazy because the you know it is to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's so for the people who don't necessarily understand it. Like when you have these international teams, these guys are playing on clubs all year round. They're not playing with the international team all the time. So usually they don't have that great yeah. of a chemistry. Mm-hmm. But that Brazil team from back then, like the, it was just like magic watching them play yeah fucking crazy um but yeah i mean that shit was insane good tournament yeah no it was fun i mean i can't be mad um i'm, I'm happy with just i was happy just as a fan of soccer you know what i mean most watching definitely it, so it most was cool. definitely yeah. so many come from behind like wins to be honest as long as germany italy whew, doesn't preach. win and argentina Preach. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> to be honest, I'm wearing this jersey with Argentina colors, and, and you're I, like, I do not. Mad. <laughs> oh hell no! This was just the most fire colorway. I, I know. That was it. I was just like, no, I have to have that one. It's, I feel that. Yeah, when Argentina. Where are you from? I'm Puerto Rican. Are you Puerto Rican? Mm-hmm. I'm going there on the 30th. Woo! Shit! Yeah. Hell yeah! Where are you going to? I mean, I'm going there with my girl, and we're just spending five days, like, because it's Labor Day weekend. Um, gotcha. I don't. We don't have it planned 100, percent but we're gonna be out there. Yeah. Hell yeah, dog. Yeah, that's where my girl is right now. She's uh she's hanging out with the fam over there, and uh, my fam is basically pretty much all over there still. Yeah. For the most part. All right, so we'll talk later about spots I gotta hit then. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Yes, yes, yes. Now, are you fluent in Portuguese then? Yeah. Damn, yeah. son. And Spanish. Damn, son. Okay, so you got me beat there. <laughs> you don't See, speak Spanish. I can understand very well. Oh, come on, bro. I know, I know. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, I hear That's it. how my girl is, though. She's Puerto Rican, and she can understand it. She speaks it, like, a little bit. Like, I can speak way better than her. Yeah, I'm pretty terrible. But, I, I mean, if someone is... If everybody is speaking Spanish in front of me, I know what's going on. I, yeah. I understand completely. I just have problems, like, responding. Gotcha. So I had some weird... I mean, I will... I will I will give this excuse for the first part of my life. Second part of my life for not learning is just me being lazy as fuck. Uh, but first part of my life, you know how when you're young, like three or four years old, it's easy for your brain to to learn multiple languages yeah. at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That so, critical period. Exactly. So my parents tried to teach me Spanish and English at the same time because my dad joined the navy to get uh, moved off the island, basically. So he's stationed in the states. So they were like, well, he needs to learn English also, you know. So let's teach him both. And my brain ended up, like, rejecting both languages. So I didn't end Damn. up actually speaking till I was, like, five years old or some shit. What? Exactly. You were, like, confused. You were, like, yo, yes. this is too much. Yes. I rode the short bus and everything. They thought I was just, like, straight up mentally handicapped. Damn. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, five years old, I just started breaking out speaking. And they were just like, oh, no. He just took a little while. He's good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So at that point, they were just like, well, you know, he's already five. So let's just teach him English because he's already here in the States. Well, and then my laziness just kicks in after that. Yeah, so. yeah it's easy. It's exactly. easy to do that. Yeah, exactly. I, I think I, I blame. Well, I, I credit rather high school. I took like mad Spanish courses. I took like AP courses in Spanish. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Overachieving yeah, ass nigga. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Do you miss Brazil at all? 
I do, I do. Yeah, I, I wanted to go back this year. It didn't work out. I'm, I'm hopefully planning on going next year, bro. Yeah, I don't go there enough, you know. So I, I want to go, and I, it always feels good to be in, get in touch with your roots and you know where you're from and shit. I, I identify very heavily like as Brazilian, even though I'm like very American in spirit at yes. the same time. So, yeah, gotta know the roots for sure. Yeah. What's the hometown? It's uh, I'm from Rio. Oh, okay. Yeah, word, yeah. word, 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 word. Yeah. Damn, son, in it, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. It's tight. So, how was the? Uh, did you move straight to Orlando from Brazil, or? Yep, been in Orlando since I was like six. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy, bro. I'm a Florida boy. I'm a Florida boy. For real. That's what's up. Hey, yeah. well, I'm a Florida boy as well. I will cheers to you on that. I'm gonna cheers. Cheers to this the water. Puerto Rican mug. <laughs> yes, exactly. Damn, son. So, uh, what were you doing then as a kid, growing up? Like, what were the the hobbies, the interests? I was outside. 100% of the time. See, this is something that we talk about all the time on the show because I feel like our specific generation, like our little age group right here where we're at like kind of mid-20s, early 20s, late 20s, like we're the last kind of generation of kids that yeah. we're still outside. Yeah. I mean, there was obviously still video games and TV going on and shit, mm-hmm. but that was like the secondary thought. Yeah. It was go outside, chill with the homies, go play basketball, go play soccer, go play anything and then when you're really fucking tired yeah. and it's really hot, then yeah. you go inside for like 30 minutes or an hour. That's a fact. You yeah. drink water and then you go right back outside. That's very true. I don't think I ever made that connection till now. But yeah, nowadays kids are growing up five years old, at, you know, with iPads and phones. And, and that's what they're, you know, someone said something interesting the other day. It was like kids don't learn from, from hearing. They learn from seeing. So it, it, you as a parent, if you're always on your device and, and you know what I mean, that's what they're going to do. Most so definitely. As it's, you have a heavy responsibility as a parent to lead by example, you know, read, show them that reading is cool. Go outside. You know what I mean? You got to set that precedence. Exactly. But yeah, as a kid growing up, I was outside from, from 8 a.m. I might have, you know, till sundown. Damn. I'll go in to eat, but I was outside hooping, playing soccer, whatever. I feel that. Yeah. What, what was the one of choice though? What was the, the number one? Like Number activity, one, activity or sport. Yeah. So up to like thirteen, it was soccer, and Word. then after that, basketball took over. Oh and, shit! Um, yeah, basketball was it from then. Gotcha. So mm-hmm. I take what? Well, okay, so around this basketball time, was that when uh, when some flyness started happening, or when when did the flyness come into come into play here? Like your uh, your realization that there is a world of being fly. Uh, <laughs> yo, I've always been. I think I've always been a little in tune with my style. Like as a as a as a means of like self expression. Word. So even when I was like a little kid, like you know, eight, ten years old, like I knew what I was wearing. I was very aware of that. You know, I would throw on like the Adidas tracksuit and be like, yeah, yeah, this is what I want to wear. Nigga, you had an Adidas tracksuit. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What the fuck? Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Like thrift. We used to just thrift. I used to. Oh shit. My mom used to take me thrifting because. Not because it was cool though, like because we because that's, that's what, what we to could do. afford type shit. Exactly. So we would find all that shit and wear it. And I always like had like my favorite hat or something. You know what I mean? So I was kind of in tune with that. I don't know. I feel that. And I'm, I'm with you on the, you know, the, what you had to afford. Yeah. But I just wish that we had went thrifting instead of like going to Payless and going to fucking old Navy. And that was my, that was my upbringing. So I didn't necessarily get like the, yeah. I don't know that thrifting. Like I, I love thrifting now, obviously, you know, that shit is the best. Yeah. But I just like it. That's that's got to be like something special, especially going out with your mom and doing that shit. 
growing up with her, you know. I didn't realize it at the time, but yeah, in retrospect, that shit was tight because, you know, that's it creates character. So mama has style too. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. I get that from my mom. Yeah, my mom. Actually, I get a lot from her. My, my ambition, my open-mindedness, like everything from my mom. My dad is a hard worker. I'm not, you know, taking anything away from him. Yeah. He, I get my work ethic from my dad for sure, but everything else from my mom. I yeah. feel that. I feel that. Yeah. So what were you looking for specifically then when you were going thrifting as a kid? Now I gotta know, dude. I don't think I was. I don't think I was. I think I was more so concerned with chasing my brother around the store you know what i mean <laughs> um i just kind of if i saw something i liked i'd probably like tug at it and tell my mom i wanted it or some shit for mm-hmm. the most part my mom like always dressed us until we were like i don't know probably like seven or eight or something true that like, she was buying our shit and she she was always like in tune with what like she thought was fire so i was like yeah fuck it <laughs> true that so when you take over then what are you getting into then uh because you say she was buying for you buying uh, dressing you guys to like eight or you know nine years old or whatever so at that age bro like being like obsessed living and breathing like basketball at that point like sports in general Mm -hmm. i was always just buying like athletic gear yep so i would get like i remember going into footlocker and get like the four for 20 tees like tall tees remember those shits oh yes i remember them shit i was like fuck a graphic tee bro i'll run it up on these shits (laughs) <laughs> I will I will say this too because I was in that uh that era of you know cuz I w- I've been a skateboarder pretty much my whole life too. So in that era of like early 2000s that's when skinny pants and girl pants came out and all that shit. So yeah. I was just hanging out with all of these girl pants wearing kids. Not to slight that at all, you yeah. know. I-, I wear skinny pants now, but I was the only dude in that crowd of skateboarders that had on tall tees, baggy mm. ass pants. And, like, some Supras or some shit like that. Yeah. Like, high tops or something along yeah, those yeah. lines. So, it's, like, I was definitely the uh, the sore thumb that stuck out. You there. were bridging the gap between, like, skate and, like, like hip-hop type shit. Trying to. Yeah. Trying to. <laughs> most definitely. Because, I mean, I've, I don't know. It was weird because, like, especially growing up skating, too. You know, I grew up playing soccer and basketball before I was uh, before I was skating. And then, like, you know, and playing basketball and football with all the homies in the neighborhood. You know, I start skating. Literally, all I got whenever I started skating was, why are you doing that white boy shit? Like, yeah, what is that? Of course. And I'm like, course. this isn't white boy shit. This is human being shit. Like, anybody <laughs> can do this. But, you know, they didn't see it like that. They see it like that now because I'm all still ho- I'm still homies with all those dudes. Yeah. But at the time, you know, they're just like, oh, why aren't you coming to play basketball with us? Yeah. And I was just like, yo, just let me skate and then I'll come play with you later. Yeah, that's a fact. But the way they were, you know, the way they were coming at me, it just basically made me not want to play with them at all anymore. So I was like, all right, whatever, I guess. Fuck it. It's crazy how those things, like, affect you. Oh, most yeah. definitely. Yeah. So, like, I, I definitely feel you on the tall tees because yeah. the, the tall tees are life. Yeah, bro. I used to wear those and just buy, like, basketball shorts and just be hella cozy, really. Like, yes. Like, some Jordans or some shit. And yes. I think it was only until, like, high school like ninth grade when i realized oh shit like people are out here dressing different like maybe i should get a smaller t-shirt fam i look like <laughs> silly right now you know what i mean <laughs> sometimes it's uh <laughs> when you see those pictures from the past it's a little painful yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was just looking at one today matter of fact i mean they can't see it but bro, i used to have hair like super long uh-huh and i was looking at a photo today and it just brought me like it brought me back to oh, that shit. Oh, shit. Yo, you don't even look like the same person. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, Damn. bro. 
Damn. I was like a, I was like a white boy, a surfer boy. Or I was about to say straight surfer look yeah. right there. Damn, son. I've gone through phases, bro. Yeah. Everybody does though. Yeah. You gotta you gotta go through those phases to find yourself. That's a fact. And that's exactly what I think whenever I look back at those those pictures of me in high school and I used to go oh, I just gotta tuck that one away. When again. did you get dreads? It's been about nine years now. So basically right when I graduated high school and left the house. Because oh, okay. I was a military family, so mm-hmm. I had a haircut every two weeks mm. on the dot. For 18 years. And you were like, yo, I kind of just want to grow it. Uh-huh. And I told them, I was like, yo, as soon as I leave, I'm growing out my hair. They're like, no, you're not. And I was like, yes, I am. How, what do they think about it now? Oh, they love it now. Yeah. It took a, like a year or two for them to catch on. And then they just realized, you know, I'm the same person just with long hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, so you know, sometimes parents got to, you just, you just got to break them down a little bit, you know. You're they, right. They realize that you're, you're still there. You're still their little baby. <laughs> You're right. Now, uh, I take it since you were growing up, you know, playing basketball and whatnot, I think hip-hop probably had a, a big influence from a young age. Yeah. Was there any other types of music as well? And uh, what, what type of, what artists specifically, like, were influencing you from a from a young age? So, I had an older cousin. Um, he was probably, like, five years older than me. And he was, like, you know, heavy on rap. So, like, I would get shit from him. Like, hear him jamming and be like, oh. He kind of introduced me to it, actually, because I remember, like, the first CD I ever had was a Backstreet Boys CD on my Walkman, right? Yo! <laughs> so I was, like, a little kid jamming, like, Backstreet Boys. Yo, we, we're, we're more alike <laughs> than you think. <laughs> it, my first CD wasn't Backstreet Boys, but it was, sadly, 98 Degrees. Oh, uh, pretty I've, close. Yeah, exactly. I've, I've admitted that multiple times on this show to people <laughs> with much more street cred than myself, so... I, bro. It is what it is. Backstreet Boys are fire. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't regret that. I still jam them to this day. But my yeah, my cousin would be like listening to Boosie, like and you know like Southern hip hop. He's gonna say some real Southern shit, huh? Yeah, and so that's how I started like getting into that. And then at my house, my parents were like play classic rock, uh, you know Santana, Billy Joel, Elton John, like Word. shit like that. So I had a pretty eclectic like music. I was upbringing. Say, any, any samba in there also? And a little bit of bossa. I would listen to bossa on Sundays. Um, um, some more like samba rhythm type things in like barbecue settings and stuff like that gotcha. like family settings so yeah. yeah i had like a lot of that hell yeah that's what's up yeah so uh what kind of uh i, I gotta know now about hip-hop too like which uh which people were you listening to specifically besides boosie like back then yeah shit dude like a, a lot of that south southern hip-hop for sure like ti gz uh Some later wayne of i was course. about to say wayne yes yeah wayne is a you know he's OG. There would be no SoundCloud rap without Wayne. Yo, straight up. Yeah. Lil Wayne perfected the art of the feature, too. Yeah. Like, he set the bar for people for features on songs. Like, he was like, all right, I'm going to fuck with everybody. When you heard that lighter flick, you knew he was about Mm -hmm. to go in. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, (laughs) yes. Oh, yes. I do love me some Wayne. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just listening to Money on My Mind uh, on the way back home. Was that dedication tapes? Uh, that was Carter Two, I think. Okay. Money, yeah, Money on Mine was uh was Carter Two, um, but yeah. the dedication tapes were my shit, yo. That yeah. was who the drought, fire. the drought three. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like my childhood rushing back right now. I feel that. I feel that. So, uh, so you're you're getting into high school and you're realizing that people are, you know doing their own little their own little swaggy type things, their own little vibes, and uh, what is what. How do you respond to such things in high school? 
Um, high school can be brutal. Yeah, like, you know, in high school is its own world, bro. Like, everyone is just trying to be, like, cool according to what is in for that, like, you know, school or whatever yep. group you're in. I think, bro, even just, like, from year to year in high school, I was different. Like, freshman year, I was playing basketball, and then I kind of realized, like, you know, maybe this is not what I want to do long term. Second or sophomore year, I was like swimming and water polo. I was just trying different shit out. Oh, word. And then, you know, junior year, I was just, I had, a, I got into like a relationship and wasn't even doing none of that shit anymore. I was doing like mad extracurricular. So it was just like every year I was changing. So my style would change with that. Like as I, when I was swimming, I would wear like Hollister, shit like that. And then after that, it was like, all right, now I'm being more myself and started getting into like just wearing whatever I wanted to, whether it was like a graphic tee or, you know, rip my pants or get mm -hmm. my own, you know, whatever sneakers I was into and shit. I just always did my own thing, really, like whatever I wanted to do. Um, people always like, I guess I knew like I was kind of like I had like some type of style because people would always compliment me. So I, I just carried that with me. I don't know. Exactly. I mean, yeah. yeah, especially when you when you realize that people are feeling that shit, you're just like, oh, okay, word. Like, I guess yeah. I'm doing something right. So let me just little nurture this little thing. Yeah. Then. Most definitely. So uh, when do when do uh, your big aspirations start coming around to kind of go into the world and no escape? All right. So well, I mean, I'm shit. We're here, right? I might as well tell you we got time. So, exactly. So um, I graduated 2011. I uh, went to community college at Valencia. And as I was there and working in the summer. Shout out Valencia. Shout out Valencia. Yep. <laughs> so while I was there and like working in the summer at the same time, you know, you're you're freshly graduated. You're thinking, what the fuck am I going to do in my life? Yep. So I'm, you know, at that point for me, I've always been a good student. So I was like, yeah, I'm a. I was going to say, you said take you were taking AP classes too. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, sounds like it most definitely. Yeah. I've always been a really good student and shit. I could have had. I could have went to NYU or UM. I got accepted to all those schools. I oh, just, shit, bro. I just didn't have the money. Yeah. Ah, uh, I feel you. So um, I was paying. We were paying. My mom was paying shit for my uh, co a community college out of our own pocket, out of state, too, because I wasn't even like a legal resident at that point. Oh, fuck. Mad wild shit. So I was just like, yo, I got to figure out a way to like get through this shit and get to like a university. Mm -hmm. And then out of nowhere... I think i was like 19 bro i just started like getting the worst anxiety and like depression and that shit was like life-changing like i couldn't even it wasn't even myself bro like it was hard like every moment of the day was hard and so when you i didn't, went didn't have any issues with depression before that no it kind of just all hit at once and i was Damn. like yo what the fuck um it was it was like that was the hardest time of my life but it made me realize like i don't i don't want to just work a corporate job i feel that so once I finally started getting like more stable, I was like asking myself, all right, what do I really want to do? Because I realized I just want to be happy because of all that anxiety and like being so unhappy. Yes. I was just like, fuck that. I just need to be happy doing something. That was definitely. Fuck the money, right? So that's when I realized, yo, this is, this is what I'm passionate about, like clothing and style and like self-expression in that sense. That's how No Escape started. Um, when I... When I was going through all that shit, I realized I couldn't escape my problems. I had to face them. And that's always been something like sort of like a mantra that I carried, like no escape. Like I can't escape this shit. And it translated. I feel that. Yeah. That makes man, that makes so much sense now that you're saying it like that. Yeah. Too. 
Because you know, like uh, you know, my my lady, she she has her own issues with that shit as well. Yeah. And I've I've haven't necessarily had my own issues with it. And talking to her about it, you know, most people don't. I didn't realize it until she was explaining to me. You know, most people don't realize like when you have depression and anxiety along those lines, it's not necessarily anything that you can really do about it. It it's just it just pops up whether you want it to or not. Like I can I've asked her, you know, I'm I'm just like, oh, so what is it that's you know what is it that's like like making you feel this way or whatever yeah. she can't tell you what's making her feel that way she's just like that's just what it is like i i, I cannot explain it unless you are experiencing it as well like, mm-hmm. so it's i i definitely i definitely vibe with you on that man yeah it's it's super irrational and you know that's just what it is it's an irrational behavior there's no reason behind it yes but it can make you feel like you're dying it can make you feel like your life is ending you know what i mean like it's it's not fun I think the more you you accept it and you try to understand it, you can kind of like sort of start to predict it and know how to cope with it. Yes. But yeah, that's, you know, it's going to be there. So For sure. Yeah, shout out to everybody with dealing with anxiety. That shit's crazy. Yeah, anxiety attacks are no fucking joke. That is for sure. Yeah. Good god, man. I uh yeah, I've had a couple of those myself and yeah. they're they they'll fucking they'll tear you down, bro. That's a quick ego death right there. Mm-hmm. No mushrooms needed for <laughs> the ego death. You you'll go down with an anxiety attack. Quick, bro. Yeah, real fast. Damn, so that's fucking legit, bro. I didn't even know I didn't even know like that it just all comes together so well now. Yeah, most people don't, you know. They just most people look at me and they're like, Oh, you know, who's this white boy? Probably like I had people think I was like arrogant and like stuck up before they met me. I'm like, bro, I'm just a goofy ass kid. Like, I feel that. You know what I mean? Out I here trying that. to do my thing. So that's that's kind of you know. I I looked at it. I tried to get the positive out of that experience, and that's this is the positive out of that. I exactly. had like a, I had like a piggy bank with some coins, and I was like, let me let me get the coins out of this shit. And I had like managed to get like 200 bucks out of it, and that was my first run of t-shirts. On a shitty logo that I made. Damn. Yeah. What year was that? I think that was the end of 2014. Word. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> That's as startup as it gets, bro. Yeah. Literally, like, let me break open the fucking piggy bank so I can do this just to get it started. Yeah. The t-shirts were terrible. The <laughs> logo was trash. Looking back, I was like, what the fuck? Oh, oh, shit. But, you know, you have to start. And that's what I realized. You just have to get a start. You exactly. start, you figure it out on the way, but you just got to get started. Exactly. Yeah, like when I started the show and I, I named, you know, the number of the show we were on. We're at 208 right now. Yeah. I saw your face. You're just like, oh, shit, 208 episodes. I can guarantee you the first 10 to 20 episodes, not that good. Yeah. Not that good at all. <laughs> you got to fucking, you, you, you got to wade through that shit and actually well. get it moving before you can find a, a vibe or a flow or anything along those lines. Yep, yep. So after the the first failure, uh, what happens after that? I mean, it doesn't sound like it was a failure though. It was. I wouldn't consider it a failure. You know, just in retrospect, you're like, yeah, I shouldn't have probably done that. But um, I feel you. But it was a. I needed to do that. Like it was a, a step I needed to take. All my friends loved that shit. Like they all were like buying shirts and shit. I was like, all right, cool. I after that worked for a little bit saved up some money and made like a couple other pieces and had like my first pop-up and no one was doing that shit really in orlando like no other brand was so it was like new for everybody too they're like what is this pop-up thing like there's clothes we just hang out and i was like yeah bro like pull up like there's music and shit like just come buy some shit if you want and 
it was it was actually a success like there was way more people than i thought there was going to be you know um and that just it, i just kept going from there just kept building organically from there and, and all you know realized i needed to change the logo and i wasn't happy with it found a logo that i love and that i feel like fits the brand and just kept building and now yeah. we're on to year like what four i think i wish i could see this original logo i, I just could show, <laughs> i could show you one of these days bro yeah you know, it's just like you got me all like actually i mean i'll show you i could show you post i actually gave post malone um a tote bag that i had and with, had the with, with the logo? original logo and i i have it somewhere bro i'll show you later but anyway yeah post malone his first show here wasn't even known like had no tat tattoos on him or anything like look completely different now he was i met him back, backstage and he was a cool dude and i was like yo this is this, this the shit i'm working on i just want to give you some shit like i fuck with you type of thing and Word. Um, his manager took all that shit and took some photos with him and he actually um the second time he came around i gave him another shirt and he wore that on tour so it was pretty cool that's some legit shit right there yeah. I mean, that's what happens especially when you can see somebody you know like you kind of vibe with too and you know, and, and fuck with, and you're just like, yo, that's, yeah, that nigga rocking my shit. Yeah, it's a small win. Like, it doesn't mean shit for the brand, really, but it, it's a cool, like, like. But that's that's an accomplishment for you. Realization, that's all that, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, that's something that you'll remember forever after yeah. that. Most definitely. It's tight. Damn, son, that's what's up. <laughs> so, uh, so you get the new logo, trash the old logo, mm-hmm. and what goes from there? Just make it just new collections. Yeah, probably probably had like three or four since then. Some summer shit, some spring, fall, you know what I mean? And now we're, it's summer twenty eighteen. We just had the pop up this past Saturday. Which I gotta, you know, tip my hat to you. Quite Thank a you. successful event, I must say. Thank you. Yeah, it was um it was probably the best one yet, I wanna say. Um it was simple. I kept it simple. You know, you went to the one before that where yeah. I had like the whole installation and everything. Mm-hmm. At Mito, yeah. Yeah. But Which this, I gotta say, shit was dope. Also, thank you. That was a different kind of vibe, you know. Like exactly. I wanted to do something different there. This time around, I was like, let me keep it super simple, just a gallery feel, get some people out here and vibe. Very out. straightforward, yes. And it was tight, man. I, the 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 turnout was great. I think there was someone like upwards of four hundred people that night in and out. So damn, yeah, damn. Pretty cool for like a you know four hour event. That's what's up, dog. That's what's up. Yeah, shout and out to I, you. Hey. <laughs> appreciate it appreciate it i had to come through and show love you know how it is you know how it is yeah honestly before the the mito event i hadn't even i, I didn't even know about uh anything at all really going on in orlando fashion wise oh yeah um apparently your boy's been late to the game for a little <laughs> bit but uh i had to uh i had to to hop in real fast and you know check out everything I was how'd missing. you hear about it i think because i'm i'm real good friends with like beta and zoo all those dudes, I've known them for a really long time just because gotcha. gr- growing up in Orlando, I was just, or not growing up, but when I moved to Orlando when I was 18, I immediately just got hooked into like underground rave culture, all that kind of shit. So I was just messing around with DJs uh, a lot and mm-hmm. just basically just networked through a whole bunch of DJs. So I think it was them. They were just, and then Alan, th- I think too, I don't know if you, uh, you know Alan. He's uh, in New York now? Native, yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, all them dudes. They were just like, "Yo, you gotta come through. You gotta pull up. Like, gotcha. this shit's gonna be dope. You you have to fucking come through." Especially Alan, because he he knew that I was like getting. I went through this like phase kind of where uh, I just I don't know. 
to to be completely honest, I did a bunch of acid and shit and went through this whole phase of just like fuck my material things, fuck all my streetwear shit yeah. and fuck everything and I just went super low key for a whole period of years and then after that I was just kind of like uh, I really like my shit. I want yeah. to get back into like all my all my fly <laughs> shit, honestly. So like uh I was talking with Alan, you know, around that time a lot. And I think that's when the pop-up was coming up and he was just like, yo dude, like you're, you have to come out to this. Like definitely you have to come out to this. It's like local shit. Yeah. You have to get in here. Got to let these people know. Shout like, out to Alan. Shout out to Alan. He's the man. He's the man. Most definitely. I had a model, uh, one of the lookbooks. I know. I saw yeah. when I, I remember cause, uh, I think I saw one of the pictures when I was like going to that, that pop-up at Mito and I was like, my nigga yeah. Alan looking fresh <laughs> Yeah, so uh so when I got there and then I saw the installation and everything and you know, not to mention free the beer definitely yeah, helped that, too. That always helps. Yeah, most definitely. But no, seriously, I mean the whole you know, the whole setup and everything in there, the installation, the vibes, the people, I immediately immediately knew that I had been missing out on this this part of Orlando which was crazy to me because I'd always considered myself like kind of in touch with yeah. like the underground side of Orlando. Yeah. And I got here and I saw probably like 80% of the room. I had no idea who they were. And I was like, yo, this is fucking legit. That's what's up. This That's is, a beautiful thing. Yes, most definitely. So I have, to, I have to give that to you, my friend, because I mean, if it wasn't for that event, I wouldn't have discovered this whole other side of Orlando and dope people doing shit, you know? For sure. No, nah, thank you, bro. I mean, it's not possible without you guys you know what i mean like i you know i'll put on the event but really it's up to like people to come out and you know make that event what it is most definitely so you know i'm just thankful that people fuck with me and you know rock with the with the vision ultimately most definitely come out yeah bro i'm in, i'm happy that you were able to be there that night <laughs> yeah dude it was fucking dope most definitely yep. now uh where do you have like a kind of like a process of when you're thinking of designs or anything yeah the process is it needs to feel natural to me. Word. It needs to feel right. And that's as much as I could say about that. Everything, um, every piece, every collection is a, it's a product of my experience, whatever that may be. Um, I might have gone somewhere and been influenced by a certain colorway or a certain feeling that made me, you know, want to get a, a rugby or a t-shirt or a hoodie to match that. Um, whether it be a design, I saw something that made me want to put that on something. Everything is influenced by my experiences and ultimately the product needs to feel right. So, you know, I've designed a lot of cool shit that just didn't feel right. I've designed a lot of simpler shit that felt right to me. So I went with that, you know, I feel that that's the ultimate deciding factor. Does it feel right? Isn't that crazy how that works sometimes like that? When you think you're putting like a, a lot of intricacies and something right. into into something, and you just you take a step back and you look at it, and you're just like, mm, mm-hmm. I don't know about this actually. Yeah, you can't force it, man. I I really believe that you can't force it. You just gotta let it flow naturally. Most definitely. So, are you drawing everything yourself or? Um, certain things I have a lot of things that are maybe I'm trying to do that are outside of my skill set. I might have someone do it for me outsource it that way i just take things as you know one one thing at a time like focus on one piece at a time once i'm done with that move forward i gotta ask about the tie-dye too because the tie-dye is dope as hell as as a person who loves tie-dye like that is a serious tie-dye shirt and i I had to i had to (laughs) grab one Nah, thank you bro yeah that's 
to me this felt like summer most like, definitely you know yes. and that's why i felt right i was like i was actually gonna release these shits if brazil won the world cup because of the colors we didn't uh, we didn't actually win so i was like let me just hold on to it i'm gonna still release these shits either way because i fuck with them i feel that but that was kind of like that's kind of what i was gonna do yo the tie-dyes are hard i'm not gonna lie thank you bro very hard um yeah so this shit is crazy to to think about man i mean it's there i mean the culture in orlando that's been putting on you know for for so long that i feel like people don't necessarily know about and i'm talking about this you know and how i want to highlight orlando culture and then for basically just this year to discover like you guys and and so much other shit in orlando it just always lets me know it's it's like a humbling experience you know it lets you know that you don't know it all and you don't think you don't have everything you know like you there's always some other shit going on that's either dope or not dope and uh, i gotta say i was super super hyped to to find my way into like this little no escape world yeah bro i'm happy you did honestly shit this wouldn't even have been possible i wouldn't i wouldn't know about this you know what i mean so it's like vice versa and thank god for there always being new shit imagine if there wasn't exactly (laughs) yeah man for real i mean this shit would get boring real fast yeah orlando's one of those things like you one of those places where there's people working on shit right now as we speak that we don't know exactly maybe in a month you might see a breakout artist or exactly. you know what i mean damn it's, it, cool. it's crazy too that uh i was i was thinking about it because you were talking about post malone and his yeah. uh, his lack of tattoos and then i was looking back on all of the uh the no escape posts and i saw halsey with the like no face tattoos yeah exactly like, damn a younger a younger Halsey. Shout out to Halsey, bro. That kid is a young genius. That, I fuck with him. That is my nigga. I love that kid yeah. so much, yo. Wise beyond his years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a genius. Oh, I just don't even, like, I don't even know, man. Like, the, the conversations I've had with that dude is just, like, it's humbling also, yeah. to say the least. He's the man. Shout out to you, Halsey. For real. Love you, buddy. That was a cross between buddy and bro, apparently. Bruddy. Bruddy. We're going to, uh... Co-sign that right here. Yeah, exactly. Ready. Now, I got to say, I'm very envious of you as well because I was uh, I was creeping on all of your Instagram stories when you were at Rolling Loud. And mm. I must say, your boy looked like you had a good time while you were there. Rolling Loud was, was tight, man. You ever been there? I have not been to Rolling Loud yet, which I'm kicking myself for yeah. every year I don't go. Just wait. Go to the one in Miami, bro. That's the best one. Don't, don't bother going to Cali. No. I love you, Tariq, but you know what I'm saying? Miami is home, so we got we to gotta stick to Miami. Exactly. Um, yeah, bro, it was tight. Uh, I work with the media team there. Uh, my boy's the media director, so I work with him, pretty much assisting him. Uh, behind the scenes, we run all the social media for that weekend, and um, yeah, it's fun, dude. You get to see everything live and in living color. So Shit is legit, bro. Yeah. I, mean, I, saw, I remember the stories. You... <laughs> You had a hell of a weekend, to say the least. It was tight. It was tight. You get to see some of your favorite artists up up close in person, you know, talk to some of them, see them backstage and shit. It's, it's tight, bro. You get to you get to see the festival from from a different perspective, for sure. Most definitely. And if you should, you've probably been to music festivals, right? Yes. It's cool to, you know, I went to Governor's Ball in New York this past, um, what was it, a couple months ago, I forget, this past summer. 
It's June because it's the weekend yes, before June. Bonnaroo. Yes. Because I, I used I went to Bonnaroo like six years in a row. Okay, yeah, yeah. And so there were always people that would go to Governor's Ball and then go to Bonnaroo the weekend after. That's the only reason I know that. No, you're right. June sounds right. Um, Yeah, so, you know, that festival, I experienced it as a fan. Rolling Loud, I more so, like, work the event. They're both, you know, cool experiences, bro. It's tight. Most definitely. Yeah. I totally understand because just speaking on the Bonnaroo thing, I mean, the five of those six years I went, I was volunteering to go mm-hmm. there. So I would be there like the entire week before the festival even started, oh, okay. like building it up. It's crazy to see the amount of work and a lot. everything that goes into it. Yeah. People don't even understand that when you when you go and get a general admission ticket. You're, no, that shit is cheap. Yeah, you're just like, oh, boom, I'm in. I got my ticket. I'm here to enjoy myself. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to do my own thing. You do not realize like the amount mm-hmm. of man hours that gets put in that shit. It's crazy. A lot of people work in uh, 18, 22-hour shifts. A lot of that happening. Easily, bro. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's a lot, bro. From like, you got to basically like shut down parts of the city for that shit. You know yep. what I mean? Um, when you buy that ticket, you might, you know, I see people complain like, damn, $200, $250, $300 is expensive. That shit is cheap compared to what everyone has to like do. You know what I mean? Hell yes. Hell yes. I got to say, I saw the picture, too, that you took, R.I.P.X., because, I mean, yeah, that shit is crazy. I mean, you got to see him, too, you know, before the whole situation. So, I mean, that's like a, yeah. that's a moment in time that it was actually, you know, yeah, it was. A, I didn't realize that was going to be the last time I saw him. But um, you get to see him before that, too. I saw him at Rolling Loud. I saw him before that Rolling Loud. But the last one, uh, this past Miami, uh, this past May in Miami. It was a ski mask set, and he he brought out X. He was like a surprise guest, and no one really knew. But I was backstage with him, so I knew he was coming out. You know what I mean? Word. And that's when I got that photo, and kind of just like talked to him a little bit. Like he he was a good kid, man. Like I, you know, just reading off his energy, I know he's probably you know, the most perfect human being. Is every has done shit that everyone is aware about and all yeah. that. But you know, I can only speak from my experience of having like met him. And his energy was pure. His energy was good. I think he was a good human being. I could feel that too from him. Most definitely, man. I mean, because there was just, you know, like you just said, you know, there's obviously the things everybody knows about. But if you listen to the dude talk, like not just rap, if you listen to him talk, like in any interviews or anything, there was an intellect there that was like that. I I don't know. I feel a lot of people just glossed over. Yeah. You know, the media does that shit. and. Exactly. Social media, everyone hyping shit up. It doesn't help, but yeah, rest in peace to him, bro. For real, man. There's definitely an inspiration to yeah. to this generation, for sure. Definitely. Crazy shit. But I'm going to have to head out to Rolling Loud, most definitely. Do that. Because you, you, you got me fiending now, dog. I'm just like thinking about it. I'm just like, <laughs> You got to do it. Rolling Loud's a vibe, bro. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's, not, that's our shit. You know what I mean? That's Florida shit. So. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Most definitely. Now, I have to ask also, I usually ask this, people who come in here that uh, that are fly or have some type of flyness to Uh-oh. them. Yeah, I know. It's uh, it, it could be a, a loaded question, but it's not even that loaded of a question. Do you have any fashion pet peeves? Cargo pants. <laughs> like cargo shorts. Shots. Fi- <laughs> the polo boots. Leave those shits at home, bro. <laughs> Please explain, sir. Leave them shits at home, bro. I don't oh. see them too much anymore, but people used to rock, like, the the polo Ralph Lauren, like, boots mm. that look like fucking Crocs or some shit. Leave them mm. at home, bro. Mm. Cargo shorts, throw them out, fam. 
We don't need those in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What is it specifically about the cargos that are that you're not feeling right now? I don't know, bro. Like there, there are nicer shorts out there. You feel me? Like <laughs> just buy some khaki shorts or something if you want to go that route. But I feel that. <laughs> yeah, I feel that so I'm much. I'm sure I have some other ones, but those are like off the top. The main ones, yeah. yes, the main ones. I feel that. I feel that. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a. I've asked that question before, and I've had people that are just like, oh. You know, it's I don't know, like it's you know, I, I fuck with everything. If you rock it, you know, fuck with it, whatever. <laughs> and I'm just like, eh, I don't know about that. I, I've got I've got a couple pet peeves that are that are definitely strong. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I feel that. I definitely have a, <laughs> I definitely have a pair of cargo shorts now in the in the closet. That uh, <laughs> you're gonna think twice. About. I might I might burn. Yeah, you know, you might have to. Oh no, no, I'm not burning them. They're hard as fuck. Nah, bro. I mean, you know, part of what you said is true. It, it's all how you wear shit. Like, it's all about confidence. Yeah, that's the best accessory you could wear. When I went to, uh, it's been a while since I'd been back to New York, and I went uh, with the Market Boys. Like, yeah. last oh, you month. were there? Yeah, man. I did that. Uh, that recap video of it. Oh, okay. The one that was like on film. Yeah, it definitely wasn't HD. It was. It was on film. I I made that shit. I didn't and, know that. Cool. Yeah, man. And when I was there. It'd been like four years since I'd been back in New York. And so jumping right back into that fashion scene where literally no one gives a fuck and they are putting it all out there. Like yeah. people show the fuck out in New York. Yeah. Oh, hands down. Especially when you head to Soho. Good God, they show the fuck out. <laughs> so I was just like, yo, okay. All right. Word. Like this is, this is, this proves it exactly for me. Like you, you literally just have to rock that shit with confidence. That's it. Yeah. And people will vibe with you. They might not vibe with the outfit, but they'll still vibe with you. It yeah. doesn't matter. No, absolutely. I would never advise anybody to to dress a way that they don't feel comfortable or confident in, because mm-hmm. that's what matters ultimately. But exactly, you know, you ask me what my pet peeves were. I wouldn't. No cargo shorts. <laughs> <laughs> no cargo pants either. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're here. We're here. It's understandable. So we're not going to see any no escape cargo shorts anytime soon. Nah. <laughs> Not for the time being. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a few years. Maybe a few years. We'll see. We'll see. Pr- probably not. <laughs> probably not. So who are you fucking with now, uh, music-wise, I got to ask? Music-wise. Uh, right now, I'm heavy on Gunna uh, from Atlanta. Word. Uh, obviously, Astroworld just came out, so I've been listening gonna, to that shit. I was going to say, that was that's probably the, the hottest topic right now. Yeah. Um, Shit is fire. I'm just trying to think of my rotation lately. I've been fucking with Coldplay again. Like Coldplay. I, sometimes really? I bring around like you know old tapes and just like play them back. Coldplay is fire, bro. I never really fucked with Coldplay. You gotta, you gotta play them. You gotta play that shit. I was like a, I was like a Radiohead kid. Yeah. Yes. And, I can uh, see that. I need to, I need to start fucking with some Coldplay. Apparently. Yeah, they're tight. It's a different, you know, it's a, it's a mellow vibe, but it's cool. Um, Suicide Boys. Oh yes. Fuck with them. Oh yes. Those are oh so fucking good. So fucking good. Yeah. I listen to a lot of shit. I don't know. It just depends on my mood, bro. I feel that. Yeah. I feel that most definitely. Sometimes I get tired of rap and I'm like, that's when the Coldplay comes in. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, most I mean, uh yeah, no, I the rap definitely can uh Yeah. Can get tiresome from time to time. You gotta switch it up. For me specifically, you gotta switch it up. I mean, I can't listen to the same shit over and over and over again. I gotta keep that shit like mm-hmm. eclectic, moving. Like I'm constantly listening to like jazz and then back to rock, back to rap, electronic music. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all over the fucking place. Like salsa merengue, you know, <laughs> like all that type of shit. That's what's up though, bro. 
Anyway, so yeah. uh, what's uh, what's next for you, my friend? Um, next for me, bro. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to keep growing the brand. In um whatever sense, I feel that's right. I guess mm-hmm. um I'll, I'll start working on some new pieces for the fall. Uh, probably do some pop ups outside of the state. I really want to do something in Atlanta, something in New York. Yes. Um, even Miami will be tight. Yes. Just keep growing. That's my main. That's my main goal, bro. Just keep growing the brand, the awareness, and just keep being myself with it, not compromising myself. So, that's what I'm focused on right now. Hell yes. Yeah. Are you still balling? From time to time, I'll, I'm ready. Whenever I got the kicks, <laughs> I got the kicks in the trunk, and the, you know what I mean. Okay. I'm always ready. Sometimes me, you know, me and the boys at work, uh, we play after work, but. I don't play nearly as much as uh, you know I would like to. Or, I gotcha. Yeah, you know but, how that shit goes. But you still go hard when you ball, though. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Tell Marco. You know, I don't know if you're familiar. Old Town Marco. It's, I'm still waiting on my one on one. I know. Listening to this, I, I definitely know of Marco. Yo, he's got. <laughs> I just had Big Bang Reads in here, and I, I was oh, yeah, telling, yeah. I was like, yo, you gotta, you gotta tell that boy Marco <laughs> to come in here too. Yeah, yeah. So you have a one on one date with him, basically. He bet me fifty dollars. On the oh, game. Oh, so okay. I'm still waiting for my game. Okay. Yeah. See, people don't know that Hispanics got game, dog. Like the the South American could be coming for that ass. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm a baller, bro. I hoop. <laughs> no fucks given. No. 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 I don't know if he's rolling around with kicks in his trunk. <laughs> nah, probably not. More than likely not. <laughs> I don't think so. So I'm yeah, just but Marco skates too, though. Marco skates, bro. Does he really? You'll hit a tray flip. Easy type I shit. I can't even fucking tray flip. Yeah, he's nice. He's nice with it. I'm nice with other tricks. Tray flips are not my thing though. It's just not my thing. It never worked yeah. out for me, sadly. But I could ball. I could. I could shoot a three in a motherfucker's <laughs> face though. I would, hey, hey, hey! Don't get twisted. There's a court across the street. We might have to go there. You know, it's late. <laughs> you know, I got to make some dinner, edit the show. Yeah, I have, we'll save it for a rainy day. I have tons of excuses I could give you. Yeah. I've got a laundry list of excuses I could give you. That's all good. Most definitely. I will. Honestly, it's been so. it's been forever since I balled, but I will pass the ball around anytime. <laughs> I will play. I will play footy anytime because that I've maintained with. It's been such a long time since I actually like balled out with basketball. Your boy got real lazy with that shit. Yeah. Real lazy. Life gets crazy, bro. Yes, it does. Yeah. I mean, especially when you're working like 10, 12-hour shifts yeah. and you come home and the last thing you want to do is yeah. fucking get up and go do something active, which sucks because all you want to do is get up and go do something active. During the day when you're giving all your energy to fucking to work. To someone else yeah. and making their money for them. Yeah. yeah. That's a fact. Fucking hell. I'm up at 6 a.m. and, you know, I normally get back on a good day at like 6 p.m. So that's like mm. 12 hours a day already that my mind is on like work. You yep. know? Yep. I feel that shit, yeah. bro. Especially with the fucking work emails and everything coming after hours too. You're and really working a lot more than that, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. And I got a fucking work phone too. Me too. Me too. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> You're really working. Cl- Yo, it's like they know how to entrap you and just... Yeah. I don't know. But see, this is exactly why I do this, though. And this is exactly why you do the clothing. Yeah. To break away from that shit and have that release, you yeah. know? If I didn't do this twice a week, like, I would go fucking crazy. Seriously. Yeah. I, I'm so used to doing it twice a week now that if I don't do it, then it's like something is building up inside of me and I have yeah. to just let it loose. 
Facts. I appreciate you accommodating for me today, bro. Happy oh, no worries at all, man. Yeah. No worries. This is this is not the first time that I've I've done three shows in a week, and it's not <laughs> going to be the last. You know, yeah. so I mean, honestly, that's I, I don't make money doing this shit, so yeah. it's like it, it's only for me, really, and for anybody else that fucks with it. So it's like, why wouldn't I do it? Yeah, a I third time. Fuck it, you know. Like, I barely sleep anyways. <laughs> no sleep is for the week. I don't know about that. No, nah, sleep ain't for the week. <laughs> <laughs> no, sleep is not for the week. Not at all. Anybody that says that shit to me, I'm just like, bro, have you had eight hours of sleep? Yeah, you'll eight, feel great. Eight to ten hours of sleep. I've been hearing, too, honestly, that uh, I just heard some uh, some scientific study that came out that if you don't get, like, your, uh, what is I think it's between seven to nine hours, that that shit will, like, build within you and can actually cause cancer. I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, I wouldn't knock that, bro. I personally bro i need sleep like yes my anxiety i would be I'm, I'm screwed if i don't sleep like if i don't get at least like six hours bro i'm a different person i feel that so fuck that I'm, i i will vote for sleep <laughs> i feel that shit yo straight up all day every day sleep gang g-shit hashtag stay sleep That's and woke at the yeah, same time exactly exactly uh we can wrap this shit up, man. I know you gotta. I gotta. You gotta make moves out of yeah, here yeah, very yeah. soon. So if For you sure. have, if you have any last words you would like to give to the world, yeah. anything along those lines, now's your time. Yeah, drink water, and mind your business. Facts. And that's all I gotta say. Whew. 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 <laughs> Go ahead and uh, do that. Do that one more time, so I don't speak over that too. <laughs> so the people can people can actually get that in their in their ears. Yeah, bro. So. I'm a firm believer in drinking water and minding your business. And that's all I'm, that's all I would, uh, advise the world, bro. That can, that can change your life. Damn right. Shout out everything again, real fast. Social media is where people can buy the merch and all of that good nonsense. Yep. Uh, social media, no escape N O X C A P E studios. Um, that's for all social media website, no escape That's where you can find all the clothes, everything that I'm up to. And yeah, no escape, bitch. For real, go support the homie. Go support some local shit. I can tell you right now, I personally have. I've got two pairs of the track pants, and I love them, motherfuckers. Oh, oh, so comfy, <laughs> gang. Too comfy. Niggas are cozy out in the streets. <laughs> you already know what it is. For real though, support the homie. Go show them some love. Do the damn thing. They're already selling out of shit, too, from this latest line. So, I mean, if you want some shit, you better head over there now and go cop because shit is selling out. As of today, shit is selling out. That's I a saw fact. That's a fact. I peeped. Shit is selling out. So go on and do the damn thing. And I want to shout out Arlindo for coming through. Thank you, sir. No problem. No problem at all. We got to we gotta do this for the, you know, for the Spanish people, the Hispanic people, bro. Let's get it. The Latinos. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The South Americans, <laughs> Central Americans, Caribbean... You know, Spain, I'll, I'll let you guys in there. We'll even, let you slide for this one. Yeah, for real, even though y'all <laughs> bougie as fuck. <laughs> bougie ass niggas. But it, it's all right. We love you too, honey. So, yeah, you can find me personally on Twitter at the Steez Trap. And, oh, excuse me. I'm fucking my shit up. You can find me personally on Twitter at Steez Trap and on Instagram at the Steez Trap. With all that good shit aside, we are done for the day and we out this bitch, y'all. Gang, peace. Much peace and love. <laughs>